Hello and welcome to Better Than Super Mario Brothers, where every episode we take a deep dive into cinema sewer and find the biggest turds to find the very best of the very worst. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And this episode, we are looking at 1988's McDonald's slash Coke slash Skittles advertising spectacular, Mac and Me. Yeah, no, I think they'd be better off calling it uh, ET2 Coke Addict. Uh, I mean, yeah, look, let's not beat around the bush. This is clearly um, somebody knocking off ET. <laughs> it's, it's an yeah. ET. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, I've been doing some reading about this today. I mean, I, I when we when we said about this one, I, I recognised the name. I didn't recognise the film. I think I recognised the aliens in pictures, but I can't for the life of me remember this fucking movie, um, apart from the wheelchair bit, because Paul Rudd does a skit in pretty much every press conference he does now. Um, but yeah, so I, when I was looking, I was thinking, right, okay, well, I'll, I'll go into it. I don't know enough about it to sort of really judge it, apart from it's you know, seemingly, according to most of the um, the review websites, the worst film ever made. So I'll, I'll go into it, I'll give it a look. And I thought, okay, well, when's he going on? Yeah. Because you know, it might, you know, they might as well just have no ET phone lawyer. As part of the uh, as part of the script, you know, um, but yeah, it's, it was it was an interesting one. Um, I, I feel quite sorry um, for the, the writer and director. Um, he was brought on last minute. Um, he was uh, um, James Brolin um, recommended him as he wrote to him on High Risk in eighty one, um, and he the, the guy Stuart, uh, Stuart Raffle had done a load of family films. He was, he was a good fit for us. He, t- he was called up and told me, "Yeah, come down to the lot. We'll you know we've got some." Uh, no, we've got some stuff in, in progress and we're ready for you to come on board. So he, he, he turned up and they had um, the transportation captain was there, the camera department was there, the AD, the production manager. The thing was was pretty much cast. And they said, all right, what's the script? Oh, yeah, we didn't like the script. We checked it out, so you have to write one. And it was oh. prep the movie during the week and write the movie at the weekend. <laughs> wow. Uh, that yeah. does explain a lot. Um, because in fairness, like, yeah, you're right, this is resoundly... Um, thought of as one of the worst movies ever made. Um, we'll get into that when when we get into the yeah. film and our thoughts on it and at the end. But one thing that I noticed, I'm, and in particular in the early half of the film, um, I don't necessarily think the direction or even the performances are awful. I think the effects are actually pretty good, save for the aliens themselves, and and that's more of a creature design thing than the yeah. effects being bad. I, I was think. Say, they weren't horrendous. I mean, the, the the way they moved and the effects were fine. It was just the, the fact that the design was piss poor. Yeah, um, I but, think it was kind of what ET would have looked like if he'd gone on to meth. Yeah, but I mean that script, as you said, is just well, there isn't one, is there? It's, it's um, ET light. Uh, I mean, that's being generous. Like, yes. it's clearly, it's clearly <laughs> meant so. to be ET. Um, yeah, uh, ET has a lot going for it that this doesn't, though. Um, Steven Spielberg, for one thing. Um, well, yeah, but yeah, there, there is a there is a lot that that isn't going on here. I guess that is in ET. But I mean, uh, let's start at the top. I guess. Um, oh, I guess before we do that, just a bit about my background with the film. I suppose, like you mentioned that. You kind of knew of it but couldn't place it, whereas I know this film very well and remember it very well. Um, I never saw it in a cinema or anything like that. I'm not even sure if it did have a cinematic release in the UK. Um, but I certainly remember it as a video shop staple. Um, when I was, I guess I was about nine or ten, 
um, both my parents worked, so I would spend summer holidays with my grandparents and their corner shop round about that time, round about sort of 89, 90, decided to branch out into doing rental videos, uh, which is a great idea, except corner shops don't have the money or the access to distributors that your, you know, yeah. your larger video chains do. So they would very rarely have new releases. They'd get them way after the fact. But for some reason, they had like a million and one fucking copies of Mac and Me. They just and like they promoted it to high heaven. Like there were Mac and Me posters all over the fucking shop. So, you know, this thing caught my eye. And then, you know, being, as I say, as, as I was at my nan's pretty much every day, uh, they would frequently go up the corner shop and get me a video to shut me the fuck up. So can't imagine that. Yeah. Imagine me being a gobby little shite. Um, so, you know, nine times out of ten, because it was available, I'd end up with fucking Mac and me. Um, now, look, any film is better than a bad film when you're that age and it's the summer holidays and you're bored. So I'm not complaining, but I do remember Mac and me very well. I've seen it more times than I probably should. Um <laughs> This is the first time I've watched it in a long time. It's been quite a while now since I've seen it. So it was interesting to return to it. Um, but yeah, I, I do have some history with this. So uh, let's see what nostalgia does for me with that in mind, I suppose. Yeah. Um, as I say, to, to start at the top then, I mean, first of all, we, we start off on kind of the alien planet and those opening mats, like they're pretty fucking good. They're not I bad. Think. They're not bad. You know, for for what is essentially quite a low budget production. Yeah, I mean, um, the, the the budget for this was thirteen million dollars. So I mean, adjust for inflation, that's not quite a lot of money today. It was a lot of money then, but uh, now you look at the films made at the same sort of time, and that's um, that's chump change. Yeah, and and as I say, it was. I think anywhere I wouldn't swear by this, but I think in this country certainly it was a straight to video job. So you know, it, it didn't have a big marketing budget or anything like that either. It was it was seen as a kind of a B-movie then, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we, we get the reveal of the creatures. And like like I said, the, the creature design kind of sucks, particularly around the face, because they can't express a lot. Um, but I've seen worse, in all honesty. Like, I've seen way fucking worse, I think. So even yeah. they aren't that bad. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I said, I've got the poster in front of me, and um, it's a kind of generic 80s sci-fi action poster where you've got uh, it's very similar to the um Fred the navigator poster you've got uh, eric at the front the um in, in profile you've got then mac be behind him and sort of set slightly forward so you get the edge of his face and then the moon behind them just not to show it's a fucking outer space movie because you know aliens aren't enough to sell out on its own and you look at it and think you know, the design's not that bad and you know you think there's there's going to be something going with this and you're kind of expecting it to be an et ripoff because you know even to the point of the way they're selling it, you know, it's, you know, you've got you've got a, a kid who, don't, who doesn't necessarily fit in, isn't necessarily, you know, the, uh, the I mean, certainly from the poster, anyway, you don't see he's in a wheelchair, which was another choice we'll get to in a minute. Um, he's new to the, uh, the, as long as he's new to the neighbourhood, Max new to the new to the planet. Okay, and it's kind of you kind of look at it and go, yeah, right, I can see, I can see this working. I can see, I know I'm, it's, it does what it says in the tin. I know what I'm getting, but it'll be all right. And then I think it kind of goes downhill from there, really. Um. It does, definitely. Um, but I mean, you know, even the spaceship that we get at the start as well is pretty good. Like, yeah. And the score, like, 
Oh, That's Alan Silvestri. Yes, yeah, so the, like, the, the, the scored work is amazing. The, the the rest of the soundtrack is bollocks, but the score is amazing. Yeah, I mean that that's actual Alan Silvestri doing that score. So yeah, well, that was the first thing I saw when I was watching it. Um, so we watched it. We sat down as a family to watch it on Sunday. Oh I think boy! It was. Okay. There's um, six and five. They'll watch any shit we put on, to be honest. Um, but yeah, we put it on, and you know, number two laughed his box off the entire way through because he's five and you know, largely an idiot. Um, because he's five, not because there's anything wrong with him. He's just five, um, and he thought it was hilarious. Um, but the, the very first scene you get where you know, the thing's picking up moon rocks. And so they you know they they help the, the little um the, the space unit by they they put one into the uh, the feeder for it so we can get a bigger rock somewhere else, and then Mac gets sucked in by a fucking Hoover. No, I'm sorry, I'm it's it's one of those. It the, the effect they look bloody terrible because they don't. They, it, it was just like they had you know, they shot him, and they stretched the footage and and sort of dragged it, and it didn't really it didn't look like he was doing anything. But again, to a kid who was watching this, they said, no, my, my six and five year old were laughing their asses off. I mean, it looked all right. No, for them, it looked fine. It doesn't look terrible to me either. Like, yeah, it's um, it's a cheap effect. It's a cheap right. effect, but it does what it needs to do. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I think the problem is that we're that far removed and we're that sort of spoiled in terms of you know, current films and, and more modern films that they that sort of effect. It's not an awful lot of money gets spent on that because even though. I don't know. This would be a, a, a this is no, a small budget Hollywood film. There's no money would be spent on effects, and they would no. They'd go out to their way to say, well, well, that that looks really cheap, or that no. And cheap is the worst thing. The worst it can look. So they said, right, okay, we need to do that again, but we need to change it. And I think that's what we'd have had now. Is they go, well, that effect just looks a bit shit. So we're kind of, we're going to go for something a bit more spectacular, and hopefully the effects will cover some of the uh, the damage we do later on. Yeah, and I mean speaking of spectacular, you know after. After Matt gets sucked up and the the rover, it, it's kind of like a shuttle, isn't it? Like a yeah, rover. Like, it, yeah, yeah, it's a cross between a rover and a shuttle. So it, it's 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 there to do this with the experimental type you get your rovers doing now, but it hasn't got tracks or wheels. So it, it bounces around, it sort of flies, doesn't it? Yeah, and it sort of makes its way back to Earth and what have you. And then we get this fucking epic helicopter tracking shot. Yeah, like. That's a fucking expensive yeah. shot, right? As I say, there's 12, 12 million euro budget right there. Yeah, I mean, they land a fucking helicopter as well. They don't just track with it; they land the fucking thing. Yeah, like that is expensive. And so, uh, like so far at this point, we're like maybe five minutes in. Um, I think this is fucking great. So it, far. It, to be fair, at this point, it's looking it's looking all right. Yeah, like I'm watching this, thinking, have I misremembered this? Like, <laughs> you know, what's what's going on? Um, but then this escape scene happens and, and the effects like Mac essentially escapes, um, and the effects just take a turn for the worst instantly. Cause Mac is clearly just attached to a fucking stick in front yeah. of the camera, basically yeah. with no movement whatsoever. No, um, that's right. It, it mean, looks it's, terrible. It's quite funny. I mean, they parody that shot a lot in the Muppets. Um, certainly the, the more recent movies of so the 2012, 2015 movies, um, that's an effect they use, where obviously you know, they, they, they mount the, the Muppet at the, the base of the frame, but they still got somebody manipulating its arms in its mouth, so it still looks like there's something going on. It's not just a piece of wood they stuck on the front of the camera. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a technique that's been used for donkey's years, and it, you know, it's largely successful if you put the effort in. But here they didn't bother. They, kind of went, it's like they stuck it on the, uh, on the end and went, yeah, that'll do, and ran. Yeah, uh, it's, it's fucking awful. Um, it's... <laughs> It is just that track, though. The rest of the effects, you know, during the escape sequence are pretty fucking decent. Yeah. Yeah. They're not bad at all. The music is still good. Um, 
And you get some, I, nice, bits, some nice elements as well, whereby you know, they're, they're being observed through glass. It's a bit like the, um, the scene in Independence Day, where they're being observed through the glass in the, in the, in the room where they're being examined and stuff, and where, you know, where people are looking around with the capsule and that. And you, there's a nice bit of atmosphere there, and you're expecting something to happen. And at this point, yes, okay, it's a family comedy, but it's, we've not seen any comedy yet. So you kind of don't know whether there's going to be a jump at this point, whether you know, they're going to do something to make you fucking you know, wet yourself a little bit. Yeah, I mean... I, I, was, I was on board at this point. Yeah, I was on board too I, at this point. I, I think all of this stuff so far is good. The escape is good and everything, obviously. You're starting to see the kind of first inklings of a story. Max being separated from his family. So you're thinking, oh, right, okay, he needs to get back to his family. Um, or so you would assume. Well, but yeah. that that would appear to be what the crux of our story is going to be. Um, and then just to hammer that home, like we get, uh, we get some nonsense then with with the kid and his mother and Mac ends up in the backseat of the car and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then his family's also escaped. And so we cut to them and fuck me, it's grim. Like yeah. whenever we cut to Mac's family, they're kind of wandering in this just vast this barren wasteland. wasteland. It's uh, grim as fuck. It is. It's dark as all hell. And I mean, I, there's very much as as you go through the um, as you go through the films, right, you keep cutting back and forth to them. There's very much this sort of biblical struggle, this sort of Jews wandering in the desert sort of feel to it, whereby yeah. it's like, fuck me, are they actually going to make it? Is, is, no, it's a family film, so they probably will, but is Mac going to get to them just in time for them to die of fucking exhaustion? It's, I mean, you you took the words out of my mouth. I've got it in my notes here as well. It's fucking dark. Like, whenever we see that family, it's like they're on an alien planet. We don't know what kind of sustenance they need. We don't know if they can breathe our atmosphere even. They're wandering through the desert. They appear to be reacting badly to the sun mm. um, because they appear to be hot and bothered. It's uh, like they look like they're going to die every time you're going to see them. Yeah. Although they never seem particularly concerned that the youngest of their clan is <laughs> nowhere to be seen. No, that that, that is um, true. But then again, you know, for people who have kids, you know, kids can be annoying. So sometimes if you lose one for a little bit, not the end of the world. Unfortunately, if you name them again, sometimes they don't come back. But, you know, shit happens. Um, again, there you go. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, it, you'd expect at least a Home Alone moment from the mother or something. But yeah, some, just... sort of, some sort of realisation or some sort of panic that, oh, fuck, you know, he's not here. Um, but the other thing, I mean, I, I don't, th- I mean, it's, it's dark as all hell and you do get this, this sense of panic, but it's no more than you'd get if they were human characters being lost in the desert and not having any sustenance and all the rest of it. It doesn't. It doesn't appear as though they've gone out of their way to do any thought about the atmosphere or what type of nutrition they're in. It's just they're in the desert, so of course they're going to be struggling. Um, so it, it's it's part of it is like, well, there's not really a great deal of thought gone into it. But the other part is there's enough gone into it just to make you think, fucking hell, this is going to this isn't going to go well for everybody. I think um, reading between the lines from and and what you've you've told me at the start of the show, what that is is. There's enough thought gone into it to know it needs to happen and it's functional. And then actually, yes. I I don't think the direction in this film is is appalling. So I think what you've got is a very, very poor script in the hands of a competent director here. And he's able to mm. pull something out of it. Um, if he was involved in writing it as well, then he knows exactly what he needs to go for, doesn't he? So I think yeah. that's what's happening there. Um but, you know, up until this point, this first time we see him in the desert, I, I genuinely am thinking like this is this is actually pretty fucking good. I don't know what anyone's complaining about. Um, and <laughs> yeah, then the I, I, mean, I, start. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I stayed away from it. I mean, I, I, I say I, I have some history with it. Like, I mean, as much as I don't know whether I've seen it or not before, I still can't work that one out. Um, but I was certainly aware of it. Um, we'd spoken briefly about it last week and you went out your way not to tell me anything about it. Um, 
And so, yeah, I mean, I, I came into it thinking, you know what, this isn't as bad. It, it, it's, it's on the list for this show for a reason. You know, it's, just, it's, you know, it's never going to be the best film in the world, but I'll give it a go. And for what I've seen this first 10, 12, 15 minutes, I don't really see what all the fuss is about. It's all right. It's not brilliant, but it's not horrendous either. No, no, um, I'm actually quite enjoying it at this point. But as I say, then, then the problems happen. And once yes. the problems start mounting up, they come thick and fucking fast. Um, yes. All right. First and foremost, the first time we meet Debbie, um, wh- what the fuck is up with Debbie being sat on the curb dressed up like a fucking Native American? Well, I didn't get this. Right, I, I saw, I, I say, no, seeing this film, I thought, right, OK, well, they clearly moved to somewhere where there's no there's a street and there's Native Americans in close proximity because that shit happens in America and that's fine. So we have that. And then there's a conversation between her and the mother where she says something about her spirit animal. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck, here we go. Yeah. It's going to go really fucking battery crazy from here. But then nothing ever comes of it. No, it's just, it seems to be just cultural appropriation for the sake of cultural appropriation here. Um, It's a little girl dressing up Playing cowboys and Indians, essentially, is what's happening. Um, so that's not cool. Um, no, but again, it, it's 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 not cool, but it's entirely pointless. And like, it's they've obviously thought there's something going. There's obviously going to do something with it because you have, I can't remember what it was, but there's this whole thing about a spirit animal. You think, well, well clearly they're going to explore that. There's going to be a reason for that. No. Nope. It just it fills an extra it's line because, on the page because Native Americans talk about spirit guides and things. So. To be That's fair, it, it was probably, I mean, if it was in this country, it, was, it would be a case of we need to take off some, uh, some some ethnicity boxes or some diversity boxes so we'll include Native American culture in it. Happy days. Yeah, it, it very much feels like that, except, of course, she isn't Native American. She's white. So, not cool. Is she, um, I, from the, cop, the copy I had, I thought she was mixed race, which, again, wasn't really explored. Really? In which case, I completely missed that as well, because she appeared to be white to me, as it did her mother. It may just be the copy I had, to be fair. Um, or trying, maybe... to find, trying to find this thing legitimately is a fucking nightmare. Um, I don't know if that's better or worse. I think it's probably better if she is. So, okay. But, I, yeah, I to me, she appeared... Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, then we start to get our first kind of bit of business with, with Mac, who... Incidentally, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I missed it. You're better at picking stuff up like this than I am. Um, I don't think he's ever named in this film at all. No. I don't think no, the name so Mac is ever used. It, it, it is later on, but we never find out where the name has come from. At some point, t- towards the end of the second act, he's referred to as Mac. Really? Okay. And in everything I've seen, everything I've read, um, the film centers on a Mysterian, a Mysterian creature, brackets, Mac. So I think they're just cutting on, oh, that'll do. We need something to sell a film. We want to tie it into McDonald's, so why the fuck not? There you go. Um, so, yeah, once once Max starts sort of running around and pratfalling and doing his business, um, this is where this creature design is really a problem because the yes. complete lack of facial expression from Max. Yeah. I mean, he's like, he, he reminds me of a fucking Boglin. Do you remember Boglin? Yes. He, like, he reminds me of a Boglin. He's got that little facial expression. Like There's a shot where he gets his face jammed in the door. Yeah. And the face doesn't even battle. Yeah, it doesn't change. It doesn't no. move at all. It just, it just no, the, the door bounces be, off, basically. They'd be better off at this point, because when was this? 88? 87? Something like that? I'm not 100% sure. I believe it was like, yeah, 88. 88. Yeah, 88. Okay. At this point, my pet monster was a thing. Use one of those fucking heads. They moved. They're all rubber and shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Much fucking better. Yeah. Get one, but... spray it, spray it whatever colour you want it, and it'll do the job. Yeah, it just looks like a fucking bo- I swear it is a boggling. Um oh, yes, to be honest. Yeah. Um I of note the snorks are on the TV. That that pleased me. Um yeah. I recognised the snorks. <laughs> um and then, you know, the again, like the, the Mac stuff where he's just running around pratfalling and stuff is is lame. But then when Eric first kind of becomes aware of him, we get like this silhouette on the shower, we get wet yeah. footprints. Yeah. It's really it's quite well made. It is. The one thing that made me laugh with that though is that the um the brother comes out to find out what's going on and sees all the mess, including the wet footprints, and says to Eric, Oh, you're gonna be in so much trouble. He clearly didn't leave the fucking footprints. Well, he's in a wheelchair. There's a few things, yeah. There's a few things Eric gets the blame for later on where yeah. He clearly is not capable of doing these things. Like, yeah, the the older characters in this film are clearly dumb as a bag of fucking rocks. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, yeah, really bad. Um, but you know, I at this point I've written in my notes. You know, I always remember this being a kind of cheap ET knockoff. Even as a kid, I knew it was. But so far, you know, aside from the the cultural appropriation, potentially. Um, and Max face not moving like it's not that bad this there's a quite a bit of suspense in this initial kind of tracking of him um we get introduced to Courtney next and she's clearly just there for Michael to bone um, yeah you know that's there's no no two ways about it um now here's my first major issue and I'm sure you've picked up on this as well we get a lot of fucking dicking around with Mac doing funny yeah. shit and the story's not really going anywhere okay but we establish that he's at this point at least trying to lay low like he doesn't want to be seen we don't know why um, but he's trying to lay low Yeah. so he decides to sleep in the middle of the fucking garden Yeah. where literally anyone can see him like he's not he doesn't hide under a tree in a bush no he just lays in the middle of the fucking lawn yeah why like what yeah. possible explanation is there for that but there are loads of bits of that i mean there's a bit later on as well where they're looking all over the house for him and they go into the living room he's sat in front of the fucking tv so isn't that the first place you look yeah you think so um, yeah it's, it is it is bizarre the other thing i, I can't quite get my head around right and there's in in the notes. Um, it says the the producers were keen to use an actor who was handicapped. What the fuck for? Well, this is another thing, and I, yeah, I've I've I, referenced this later on as well. There's never, I don't think we ever actually find out what it is that that Eric has. Whether well, the, he, the the actor had spina bifida. Spina bifida, yeah, but yeah. but it's but, never it's never clear if that's what Eric's issue well, is well, or whether is, it's something I never understood because I mean, let's say there's no. It doesn't make a difference to the character. The character is an annoying fucking child. So being in a wheelchair doesn't really add anything to it. But it seems like it's done just to make the set pieces a bit more risky and to make them more, uh, make them funnier for kids. So when he's shooting off down um, down a hill, being chased by a car, the fact he's in a wheelchair as opposed to on a bike or a scooter makes it funny as opposed to a bit, a, a bit scary and a bit thrilling. When he goes down the ravine and ends up in the water and nearly drowns, that's no. You're able to laugh at him, and I mean, Paul Rudd uses that scene. Um, I think he used it first when he promoted Ant Man. He went on some of the Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, and then they, you know, they said, "Oh, we've got a clip of it," and then that played as opposed to a clip from the film, uh, as a clip from Ant Man. And he's done that ever since. That's no, that's his go-to gag. Is that he put no, he puts on this clip of um, little Eric running over, running over the edge of a ravine in, on, in his wheelchair. But I don't see why that was necessary. 
No, it's not necessary. And that's just another one of those things, you know, like the potential cultural appropriation that, you know... Take a box. Yeah, well, it's tick a box. But, like, if there was a reason and if it played into the story, then I think it's something to be commended, you know? Well, it's, yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's inclusive, and and especially for the 80s, it's, that's, that's excellent. But it does just seem to be there for the sake of being there. It's... Yeah. And, and if anything, they poke fun at him for it, um, which is just not cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I don't understand why it's... Yeah, I, d- I don't understand why he's in a wheelchair. There's no ne- reason for him to be in a wheelchair. I thought all along that maybe I had just misremembered the ending and maybe there was a point where suddenly Mac enables him to walk. Well, but... that was that was my thing. When, when, when we get to the end, and obviously we'll, we'll talk about the end when we get there, but there's this whole bit where um, he's injured and he's healed. Well, if you're going to heal him, fucking do it properly. Yeah. Go, so, go the whole hog, you know? Don't, just, don't know. You don't restore him back to 50% or 80% of, of, of health and physical fitness. You turn him all the way, surely. But I don't know. I think so. But yeah, so so there's that. Um, and I mean, so far, this is fucking, this is bordering on like kind of family comedy horror territory. This yeah. is veering more towards gremlins than it is E.T., you know? Yeah. It, there's this kind of unseen thing in the house that only the youngest can see. Everybody else is laughing it off. Uh, and then to hammer that home, like the fucking drill through the wall scene yeah, is terrifying. Yeah, that was brilliant. And it's it's really well done. And it's terrifying. Like, legitimate. I, I think it's supposed to be funny, but yeah. it's not. <laughs> it's scary as fuck. Um, they, they, they use the same, same joke in Friends, um, where Chandler's sitting reading a book leaning against the wall and the drill comes through like six inches from his head. And it's the same thing. It's, no, it's built up in such a way. It's calm, 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 bang. And yeah. it's supposed to make you jump. It's supposed to shock you because at that point, you know, you know there's something going on and you're waiting for a payoff. But then it just turns out to be no, not an alien at all. And the way they build it up is really good. Yeah, it is really good. And then, you know, he bursts through the door and it goes all shining. Like he literally yeah. bursts through and sticks his head through. It's like, here's Mac. Um it's you know at this point this film is way more like fucking child's play than it is et um, <laughs> i bet there's a comparison it never thought it would have no but it's like if you read it as that if you read it as a kind of pg-13 15 whatever horror yeah it's it's doing all right at this point yeah. um, and I, I think the problem as we go through is that it kind of doesn't know what it is or what it wants to be oh no it absolutely has no idea it has no it has no central story whatsoever. Um, no. As I say, there's this kind of loose framing device of like Max being home alone. But well, there, there are two, aren't there? So you've got the you know, Max being home alone, but also Eric is now fish out of water. He's moved from his home in Illinois all the way across country to California. He's in a new place. He doesn't know anybody. He's having these challenges uh, in, in terms of um, in terms of his disability, in terms of doesn't know anybody, so he only knows the girl next door. So getting invited to parties and making friends, all this sort of shit. And then you have, um, you know, that in itself is a story. And then you've got Max's story, whereby he's stranded on a an alien planet. He's uh, no, he's, he's his family are missing, or he's been separate from his family. And hijinks ensue. There, there are two very definite, very strong stories that can be told here. But they've kind of gone, mm, yeah. Well, I only want to do about 75, 80 minutes. I don't want to go any more than that. We don't want it to be too serious. So let's just kind of dick around instead. Yeah, I mean, the trouble is they, they really don't get into any of those stories. Like, no. there's zero peril involved with with Mac's story until far too late. Yes. Um, 
you know, there's no ticking clock or anything like that, even though maybe, again, the elements are there, like maybe his family can only survive for a limited time in this atmosphere, and so can he, so he needs to reunite with them and get home. Um, I don't know why that wasn't exploited. That's just a reading I've plucked out of thin air. I'm not saying it is there, but there's yeah. something you can use. And yes, absolutely, the Eric storyline, you have the whole opportunity for him to be a fish out of water, but we don't explore that at all. Like, he barely leaves the house, let alone starts a new school or anything like that. Well, that's so, I don't know. The, the only interaction we get is that uh, he meets uh, Debbie, and then Courtney says, oh, when you, when you take him to the party tomorrow, which I'm not be funny. If, if I've thrown a party for one of my kids and some new kid who I've never met before shows up, I'm not with his older brother and his pet alien. I'm not going to be that fucking happy. I've got to be honest. Um, yeah, not really. But this was the 80s. It was a different time. You could trust everyone. Well, that's um, true. Well, yeah, apart from Jimmy Savile. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So, you Don't know, this this isn't explored either. And then, of course, ideally what you want is you want to take both of those stories and thread the needle so that they come together as friends reunited by their uh, so united in their hardships because yeah. they're both fish out of water so they have something in common and they can help each other through that's what et did that's not what they do here though yeah <laughs> although Instead, I, we my, just stick around for 80 minutes yeah one of my favorite reviews to, uh, of this film which i've read today um to, uh, it calls it an amazingly bald-faced copy of et even though this is et in a sticky wrapper left under the heat lamp for two hours too long um <laughs> that kind of sums it up it's like et did it but et did it a shitload better yeah completely well et just did it completely different as well that's the thing is it, it doesn't actually capitalize on anything it's it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Um, so, like, moving our, in inverted commas, story on, um, they wake up the next morning and the mother finds that the house has been ruined and immediately blames Eric. Yeah, because obviously Eric is the one walking up, leaving muddy footprints and trashing yeah. things in high cupboards. And... Like, how the fuck is any of this Eric's fault? And then fucking mother of the year over here decides to deal with it by basically going... Fuck this! I'm going back to bed. Yeah. Well, um, to be fair, well, my kids trashed the house. That's my response. Well, fuck right. it, you can sort it out. I'm go. I'm disappearing. What the fuck? <laughs> but it, it amazes me actually that in mo- and the temptation would have been here as well. But in most films where you have a child that is uh, disabled or has different needs or anything, I don't know what the correct term is these days. I, I find it very difficult. Differently to able. Differently able. Um, generally, the, the temptation in films is that they get mollycoddled. Yeah. And. At the, at the expense of other siblings. In this film, it's the complete opposite. Michael is like the golden child because he's normal, and the different one can go fuck himself. Yeah, um, and again, it's not explained why this no, setup is the way it is. Yeah, there just seems to be a, an underlying anger whereby she blames the kid for being disabled or differently abled. Yeah, um, it's. I really wish it was explained. I, I well, really like if, if, he, if he'd been like chasing a football and ran in front of a bus or something, yes, this is all fucking fault. But or because if, it's, you know, it's never explored, so we don't know. Even if there's a whole thing where she was a high-flying career woman and now because she has a, a differently abled child, she's had to give up her career and move to this town, sell the big mansion or whatever, downsize. Any sort of fucking backstory. Give her something. Um, yeah, but give no. any of them something, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's clearly, you know, she's clearly battling depression. Very yeah, clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's never explored. So no. and, and there are a few things like that which are alluded to and then just completely swept under the rug or thrown out the window completely. There's never folks... Well, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a comment later on about, um, which Courtney makes about, I don't want to touch it, you might have a disease. And obviously this is right smack in the middle of the AIDS um, onset. 
and that was a very a very real statement that was a very real thing that I can't go near somebody because they might have AIDS and I might catch AIDS by looking at them or touching them so we could keep away and then, you know, just the statements like that would pop up every now and again there's almost a social commentary in there but it's not explored to the extent where you can actually read anything into it yeah nothing here is explored at all um, apologies if you just should a big bang uh, come through there as well. I have a new chair this evening, and it's causing me all sorts of havoc. So, um, I, primarily because it's slowly sinking. Um, I suspect it was broke when I got it. That'll teach me to steal chairs from places. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. Sidetrack. Uh, the mother's found the house ruined. Blames Eric. So then, you know, goes back to bed. So of course he decides to do what any kid would do and run off in a strop or wheel off in a strop in this yeah. case, um, and ends up just in just the fucking stupidest five minutes of cinema I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Ends up just in a freewheel off a cliff. Well, yeah, and again for, I... for no good reason. Like, uh, the only thing I can, uh, the only thing I get out of this is it's done for comic effect, which is well, not cool. It no, doesn't serve the story at all. No, well, I, I think the intent is that it serves the story. I think the because of course Mac dives in to save yeah. him. The problem is no one fucking sees it, so it doesn't serve doesn't the count. story at all. If it doesn't happen um, on screen, it doesn't fucking happen. No, well, I mean, it, it happens on screen, but nobody, none of the characters actually see or acknowledge mm. the fact that Mac has saved him. Um, it's horrific, <laughs> is what it is. Um, this this is some fucked up shit right here. We've had the little fucking alien running around the house stalking him. We've had drills through the wall. He smashed a door down. Now fucking poor Eric has just done one off a cliff in his wheelchair like it this is this is horrific well like, i mean the thing, i mean obviously, obviously the point of it is to bond them i get that but again we they don't there's there's no sort of improvement of a relationship it's not as if there's anything happens at this point we go okay well no he owes him his life so he'll never go out of his way for him he's still trying to convince everybody the fuck is real so he, it's not as if he can go to bat for him in any realistic way no it's it just oh it's I just don't get this fucking movie. Uh, no, it, it's terrible. Uh, so the doctor gets called, and again, fucking, just like we had A-class parenting earlier on, fucking A-plus uh, practitioner in here, I'm going to give you this mild sedative. Like, what? A? Eh? Yeah, because clearly you're crazy and tried to kill yourself. So we'll, yeah. give you a, we'll give you an aspirin. Yeah, he's basically like, never Fuck mind me. the fact your wheelchair's just gone off a cliff. You'll see an alien, so here's a fucking sedative. You're clearly what? a crazy person. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised the line wasn't there. It's not as if you can do yourself any more damage. Um, it's, 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 that's the sort of... I mean, at this point, this is where I'm expecting the writing to go. I mean, straight off the back of that, then we decide, you know, as if it's... We've already had a pop at Native Americans. Yeah. We've had a pop at differently abled people. Yep. We've had a roundabout pop at people suffering with depression. So let's just double down on making fun of mental illness and yep. use the term, do you have schizophrenia? <sighs> now, her diagnosis of what schizophrenia is, isn't actually a million miles off. Speaking as somebody who's had experience of someone with potentially schizophrenia, um, I'll never know whether they mm. did or didn't, but. I understand what schizophrenia actually is, and it's not what most people think it is. No. Um, it's not multiple personality disorder. That is something completely different. Um, it is, however, 
an altered state of hallucinatory images and, and sounds and that potentially could be a reading of what he's got um, yeah potentially so if you understand that and you understand what schizophrenia is why the fuck make fun of it for a cheap laugh that's, well, that's just it, your target distasteful audience, as hell yeah your target audience this film is fucking kids they're not gonna know what schizophrenia is anyway no all you're doing is putting a stigma on an illness which is very fucking serious yes schizophrenia there you go. Um, uh, maybe, now, they, maybe they didn't have the license to use the word schizophrenia. Well, maybe. They had the license for just about every fucking thing else. I mean, <laughs> we've, we've already seen, and we, we glossed over it, actually, but um, where Mac first kind of appears in the house and starts zapping the car around the place, Eric is very prominently holding a bag of Skittles to the camera. Yeah, I mean, we've... Eating we've had... them in a manner that nobody ever eats a packet of Skittles, holding well, them horizontally... So that the fucking logo is front on to the yes. camera. And they, I mean, they did in the car as well. So when they're in the car, he has a, a sippy, uh, no, it's, a, it's a, a, a paper cup with Coke on the side of it, which he put again, he puts down middle of the fucking shot, Coca Cola logo running right through it. And it, the placement of that, you couldn't have done that if you fucking tried. I mean, the Coke placement just gets better and better or worse and well, worse. Yeah. And if you look at it, but. Well, that's something I, I obviously said in jest. I'd have called this movie "ET Two Coke Addicts," but you know, it's it's there. It's not all the way through. It's Coke, it's Skittles, and they refer they they never refer to McDonald's, but they refer to Big Macs all the time. And then they oh, go they, to they, they go to a McDonald's restaurant, and Ronald McDonald's in it, but they, I don't think they ever say the word McDonald's. Yep. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Uh, in this scene, actually, um, there is a discussion about where Courtney works. And oh, okay. yeah, sorry, Michael, Michael, basically, Michael clocks a uniform. And he says to her, ah, McDonald's, huh? And she says, yeah. And then uh, as she's sort of wandering off, as if, you know, the awkward placement of McDonald's wasn't enough, she yells over her shoulder, why don't you stop by for a Big Mac? Ah, right. Okay. I, I must have switched off at that point. So I, I heard them reference Big Mac about four or five times throughout the film. I must have missed that. I mean, it's almost a fucking advertising slogan. Why don't you stop by for a Big Mac? Well, yeah, I mean, girl works at McDonald's. Well, yeah, not the uh, pimply girl who's run, run fucking grease all day. Um, but I mean, it's it's quite funny. Again, trying to read stuff about this. Um, McDonald's initially weren't keen on this, so they didn't want Ronald McDonald in it. Um, and the reason it sort of came about that he was in it was that, according to the producer, the quote is. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, he was more recognisable than uh, more, almost more, more recognisable than God. What the fucking hell? What was that? A bit of a very that's neat a one, that's, yeah, that's a that's a big old stretch that one. But that's why they were you know, keen to have um, they're keen to have um, him in it, and that's why they you know, they they, they had put more on the trailer, and they basically sold it as a McDonald's film. Even though McDonald's didn't finance it, and they had a big um, they had a big input into the. Um, uh, into into the production side of it, and then on the back of it, obviously there was a huge tie in with Disney. Um, which meant they put all, or Disney put all their toys in the Happy Meals for three years, um, so they were very keen to to get on board with this. Um, but yeah, you know, this might as well be a fucking McDonald's, uh, a McDonald's and Coke advert. Uh, yeah, Coke especially. Um, incidentally, what the fuck ever happened to Ronald McDonald? Where's he now? I think he's in jail. I mean, he probably there's, there there's probably some people that have played Ronald yeah. McDonald that I'm sure are in fucking jail. They don't. Um, I don't think they have. Uh, they don't have the character anymore. The, the character exists, but they don't have people play, playing character anymore. They don't base campaigns around the character anymore. Uh, no, I can't whole, even remember the last time I saw. 
like obviously he's in this but i can't remember the last time like in the wild as it were in no. recent memory i saw even an image of ronald mcdonald because well, no, like even now if you go to um you go to mcdonald's and unfortunately with the uh with with the kids, we end up there more often than I'd like. Um, but even on their Happy Meals and stuff, you don't have Ronald McDonald hamburger and people like that anymore. You have they're basically fucking Happy Meal boxes with eyes and mouths um, because they're a little less menacing than clowns. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know when the last time they used Ronald McDonald was. No, me either. That's only just occurred to me. Um, anyway, <laughs> moving on, we'll we'll get to Ronald McDonald in a bit. Um, yeah. So just more like cause for concern with the mother with she kind of they're in the car and she just turns to to the boys and says oh i should have called in sick because she can't deal with the situation mm. um it's her first day at a new job yeah um yeah and she just says i should call in sick she she is clearly very clearly battling depression possibly anxiety but again like do we know why they moved all the way across the no. country no, we no, don't. That's a huge wrench. That's a no, that's a huge deal. You don't just say, right, fuck it, I'm going to up sticks and move, I know, and, and drive through the night to another state on the other side of the country, without it's... a good fucking reason. I know where, where's the where's the father? What 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 state is their relationship in? If there is a relationship, you know, what is, what is she moving away from? What is it that's, that's you know, appeals about California? What is it that's, that's driven her there? There's none of this whatsoever. No, and all of this is vitally important. Yeah, because <laughs> none of these characters have any fucking motivation, and because of that, no. you don't actually. It's very hard to give a shit about any of them. They're paper thin. Um, so yeah, they drop the mother off to work, as I say, clearly mentally ill, and then within the space of two minutes, we get our second plug. You know what I feel like? A Big Mac. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ, that's it's so shoehorned in there. Oh, it's fucking shameless, isn't it? It's it's disgraceful. Um, Why do we never think of that? because we're better than that quite frankly mark i think syphilis is better I don't, than that, to be honest i try not to judge on this podcast as we've said several times but <laughs> we're better than that um i love the next scene though we get an absolutely brilliant fake out with a moving trash can and it turns out to be a raccoon i thought that yes. was excellent it's a really yeah. nice touch um yeah. very very funny um so and then eric starts to lay these fucking traps for mac now, they're clearly 80s McDonald's coffee cups. If you yes. can remember 80s McDonald's coffee cups, you they, they had these weird kind of fold-together handles that you would kind of tie the top over yourself. You'd kind of mm. fold them together and the top would lock in. Um, so they're very distinctive. They're clearly 80s McDonald's coffee cups. Um, why exactly is he using coffee cups full of Coke to lure Mac? Like, we don't know at this point that Mac really likes Coke, do we? No, I mean... We've we've had a couple. No, we've had the fact he stole his coke in the car, and and yeah, okay. Now he, may, he there may have been some coke gone missing, but if that's the case, put a fucking coke can down. Yeah, not a McDonald's coffee cup. Yeah, because a coffee cup was more likely to have coffee in it than it is coke. Yeah, just the thought. Yeah, yeah, um, and then you know, just to take his plan to the next level, obviously the most sensible approach when you do actually locate Mac is to suck him up in a vacuum cleaner. Well, Ghostbusters was the thing at this point, wasn't it? I mean, I mean, this is a pretty fucking powerful vacuum cleaner as well, mind you, to suck up like an actual fucking... Well, to suck up an actual alien and then to be, able to, to be able to power it, no, to move on its own steam and climb up a wall and stick to a ceiling. But again, this vac going across the ceiling and the way Debbie's hair flays out and she's screaming, like, this is like something out of fucking Poltergeist. This, this is some good Twilight Zone shit. It, it really is. If you changed the score... 
Like, there is a really decent horror film here. If you, you just could, change you the could... score, even down to the, like, you know, the, the mental illness of the mother, yeah. potentially. There's, there's some good shit here for a horror film. If, if you were to rescore it, and with the footage that they had, which is with the footage they made the final cut, you could probably cut a decent 20-minute horror short out of this. Easily. I, I think you could make a decent feature-length horror out of this. If you just tweak the narrative slightly, take out all the silly shit that we're about to get to, um, it is, yeah, it'd be much better. I mean, Mac doesn't actually have to kill anybody. He just needs to feel threatened because yeah. the mother's on about fucking... He's imaginary and stuff, and it, yeah, just some home invasion shit with it. Yeah. Um, it's good. I, I I really like this stuff. It's good. Um, then we get more of these shots of Max's fucking family, just to remind us that they're alive. Um, now, when did we get the music video? It's, it's here. That's, that's about now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the fucking point? Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's just after this. Um, the only reason I can think that we go to the music video is because this is just so harrowing. Watching this family wander the desert is so harrowing that they just needed to pull it back. I mean, these shots of them wandering, it looks like a fucking comic relief video. Like, <laughs> it's, it's fucking horrible. Like, I, I just, I don't understand the logic behind it at all. Like, this doesn't fit. So, yeah, just for our listeners outside the UK as well, Comic Relief is a charity that focuses on um, humanitarian causes in Africa. Um, and they, they use comedians to um, raise money for um, for these causes. Um, so you get a lot of sort of tragic Africa videos, um, the type you would have got in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, and yeah, this very much resembles one of those. It really does. Um, Even with the, the overbearing music. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. And then, then suddenly Max in a fucking electric car. Mm. Which, where, the, where, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. I, I assume there's some footage from earlier where this was set up and... Well, I don't know because I, I, I was... I was sitting there and I said, I, I said, I was watching with the kids and every now and again they'd pipe up and make some noise and I have to turn and tell them to shut up. I assumed I'd missed where this car had come from, even if it was just a shot of him getting in it. I assumed I'd missed something nope. because all of a sudden he's in this fucking car. Yep, it's, it's not explained. Um, he is just in this car for no good reason whatsoever as far as I can see. Um, yeah. But uh, nevertheless, we have some business then with Mac getting chased by the neighbourhood dogs and shit like that and it's all stupid bullshit. Um <laughs> Nice training montage, though. Yes. Totally out of place. Uh, this isn't the fucking Karate Kid. We don't. <laughs> there's no need for this training montage whatsoever. Um, yep. But it's good. <laughs> it's well done. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. Very, very weird. Um, so then, somehow, through the course of all of this, um, this training montage exists to get to the point where now everybody knows that Mac exists. Yes. So, so now the instant reaction isn't. What does he want? Why is he here? No, it's none of that. It's, oh, look, there's an alien. Let's feed it Coke because it looks a bit sick. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, an, there's a kind of, which I guess you can understand because maybe they've seen ET too. There's a move that they need to protect it. So they need to hide yes. it from people. But it, it's paper thin. Like, I, I can't believe nobody tries to ask, what does Mac want? Say, well, what is yeah. the hand signal thing that he does, which means nothing. Yeah. That's it. No, no, there's nothing to it. I mean, again, no. All, all you need to make to put a, inject a little bit of peril, because they pop up anyway. Is somebody whose nose is a bit out of the joint, rings the police, rings somebody, and puts 
uh, puts a bit of a spotlight on Mac. All of a sudden, people are looking for him because why the fuck, if he escaped from a facility in Illinois, are the two feds who saw him escape going to go all the fucking way to California? I mean, why don't then they just so, use... Something needs to happen. There needs to be a tip as to how they get there. Yeah, and they need to be more present. But I mean, yeah, you're dead right. This is baked in here. You just have Debbie's mother be disapproving of the new neighbours because then you get tension then that she doesn't want Debbie hanging out with Eric, you know, yeah. and all of that. So there's some baked in stuff here that's just, you know, they're easy layups and they don't take them. Yeah. Um, but and nevertheless, it's not, it's not as if they didn't have the time. I mean, the, the movie runs short anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's what? Uh, let's see. Actually, it says here 99 minutes. No fucking way was that was that that's over an hour and a half. Credits. It's got to be. Um, but, I mean, it, it, it does seem to run short. It certainly runs quick. It seems there's a lot lacking in it. But they still have time for a five-minute fucking music video. Yeah. Um, well, Use that time for story. Fucking worse than that, isn't it? Um, so we get the training montage music video type thing. Um, Mac is sick. Um, Coke apparently is a miracle cure. Feed him full of coke. Find out that he makes this hand signal, and somehow deduce that he wants to find his family. Yeah, because obviously he he leaves behind an advert and a picture of some horses from a magazine. Clearly, that means he's looking for his family. Yeah, fuck knows how we how we deduce does, that. Does, but doesn't he steal a picture of like Eric's dad or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. Um, but again, who is the dad? Where is the dad? Why is the dad yeah. not there? What the fuck has happened? Why do I who, give a shit? Who fucking knows? Who knows? Um, but then, uh oh, it's the party. Oh, no, not being funny. You're making a film with a, again, whether it's trying to be intentionally inclusive, I don't know. But you're making a film which your leading character is a boy in a wheelchair. You're taking him to a fucking dance party at McDonald's. I mean, it gets better than this. We'll, we'll get to it. What fucking we, horseshit is that? I, I've got some stuff before we get there. but um, So first, okay, so let, let's break this down, okay? I have a bullet-pointed list here about my problems with this, this <laughs> section. Okay, right, so... True. A, how the fuck did they get Mac inside that teddy bear so quickly? Well, yeah, I mean, is that a teddy bear he's gutted or is that a kid? Exactly. Did he have to cut it open, rip the stuffing out? Is that just something that he does on weekends? Bearing in mind they can barely control Mac in the first place because they haven't been able to find him until this point and he's just like a giant fucking alien baby. But he's calm enough to put him in a fucking uh, full suit, including one that's covering his face so he can't fucking breathe. Yeah, right, so there's that. Presuming he needs to breathe, of course. Yeah. B, surely this teddy is too big for Mac when you look at it. Like, when you actually see... clearly. Now now we've got the teddy bear, it's clearly like a human in a suit. Yeah. Whereas Mac was was clearly like a puppet with very limited movement, so the the size is not right. The teddy is the, way yeah, bigger. The, yeah, the limbs are the wrong proportion as well. The, the legs are far too long. Yeah. Okay. C. How does Mac not suffocate? There are no ear holes. No, it's got two eye holes, and yeah. that's about but it. You don't breathe through your fucking eyes, do you? Well, we don't, but aliens might. Even, they have, even even though they had noses and mouths. D. What is wrong with the classic? Put him in a backpack. Yeah. It's the classic. Not like, being fun. No, not being funny. The, the, the kid has additional needs. He may need a backpack. He may need to carry his own catheter. He may need to carry a, a load of bog roll because he needs help wiping his ass. Yeah. There, no, there, there are ways to not explain it at all. But just do something other than, again, it's, yeah. a, cheap, it's a cheap pop at the kid. Isn't he too old to have a teddy? against you know, stigmatized disabled kid for, have, for having something some attachment yeah. or something. Even aside from all of that, and even aside from having a story reason, which you're dead right, there could be, like, it's just shorthand. It's universally accepted. Kid has friendly pet monster or whatever he needs to hide. Yeah, hidden in his backpack. Goes in a backpack. 
it's it's yeah. just standard. It's it's a trope, but it works. There's a reason it works. Okay? Let's be fair. The, the, the last thing this this film needs to be afraid of is tropes. Yeah, true. Um, Could and use two. And then E, less less of a logic problem, more of a nightmare fuel problem. Um, those fucking eye holes when you actually see Mac inside there for the yes. first time. It's I don't know if you can remember, listeners, if any of you listened to our other show, back about a year ago we did an episode of SMPD where we looked at Rainbow. Yeah. This is the nightmare bungle. Yes. This the Mac in this costume is the nightmare bungle. Fucking terrifying. It's terrifying. The original incarnation of Bungle on Rainbow was the stuff of nightmares. We tweeted some images at the time. Um, I'm not yes. sure if you still got them, Mark, but maybe if you have, maybe tweet them back out. But this this is fucking... This film was scary before and well-executed <laughs> scary. This is full-on fucking terrifying at this point. Yeah. Um, so, okay, those are my problems with that. Then we get to McDonald's. Now... Yeah. At no point is it explained that this is going to be a dance party, nor do I think it's communicated that it is a dance party. It seems to me that people are just randomly breakdancing outside McDonald's and it spills inside. Well, I'm, I'm not sure because, I mean, it. yeah, I'm just generally not sure with this fucking film full stop. Um, but, yeah, it's it's kind of like they've, they've cordoned off the car park or they've, made, they've blocked the car park so they can breakdance. Yes. And then, yeah, they all go inside to a giant fucking conga line of breakdancing. It reminds me of the scene in Clerks 2 where um, it's, it's they have exactly that musical what number. I thought. Exactly I'm, what I thought. I'm pretty sure that it, um, I'm, that it would have been done intentionally. I and mean, it's Kevin Smith taking the piss out of this. I think it, so too. I didn't realise it at the time, but it was the very first thing I thought when I saw this. Yeah, I mean, that was my thinking. Is, that, is, is this one of the nods he's made? You know, and, you know, he's always not um, giving nods to obscure films. And it's just, it just seems to be the sort of thing that he'd kind of go, you know what, fuck it, it's fun. I'll, I'll just go for it. Um, but, yeah, it was just one of those. And you're thinking, right, well, they, they've taken over the car park, so the customers are going to be fucking annoyed. The drive-thru ain't going to work, even though they're in front of a fucking drive-thru sign. They're blocking the drive-thru by dancing. Yeah. And then it, it goes inside. The place is packed, so they start dancing everywhere. And there's old Ronald Rapido having a bit of a, a, bit of a party with some kids. In a, in a very fucking quick shot. Like, yeah, he may as well not be there to be honest. Well, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, he's very prominent. Is it? I think he's in the trailer more than he's in the film, isn't he? Yeah, he's very, very prominent, but he doesn't add anything at but, all. Yeah, he doesn't do anything. He's just there, as you would have had Ron McDonald in, in the kids' party at the time. Um, but yes, yeah, so you get that, and then again, there's a little bit of threat that you know Mac is here, and you know, people are looking for him, and so finally, we're ramping up a bit of tension. Well, we're but, a fucking hour in, mind you, and well, this is say, the first even inkling of threat that we've had, and even say, this is minor. Well, I was going to say this is the first time we've had any sort of threat that actually the feds are back, and the feds are looking for him because he escaped. We we saw this an hour ago, but have forgotten because of all the hijinks that have ensued since. But they're here; they're following us. So Mac is here. I've got him here. We need to get out of here. Nah, there's no urgency to that. And then to make this matters dance. worse, he's trying to they're trying to hide him. He's fucking breakdancing on the counter. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Whatever, whatever kind of urgency or threat there was is gone straight away when when the dance troupe because there is a dance troupe inside separate yes. to the break dance troupe. The dance troupe starts dancing. Now, here's another logic problem I have. Since when I had a fucking McDonald's birthday party when I was younger, right? I didn't get a dance troupe. I didn't get Ronald fucking McDonald either, mind you, but I know that did happen. I know yeah, some yeah. parties got Ronald McDonald. I don't think they did the dance thing over here. I think it was the American thing. Where I don't think they ever did. I think this film just decided people were going to dance in McDonald's. All I got was some fucking shitty balloons. Like, yeah, I went, to 
I went to a few and we had a, we had a happy meal and a couple of balloons. And if you were lucky, you had a character. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I didn't have any characters at mine, but I know that was a thing. I know you could get, like, Ronald McDonald or maybe the Hamburglar or the Grimace or something. What, but... what was the big purple thing? Was that the Grimace? That was the Grimace, yeah. Yeah, I think, so... that, I, think we... I, I never had him before, but I went to quite a few. I think we had that one in one. Yeah, so, like, first of all, where did the fucking dance group come from? Maybe they hired them separately, but then that's got to be an insurance fucking nightmare. Unless like... it's a kid's party, why the fuck do you hire a dance troupe? Well, yeah, it's it's never actually been mentioned that Debbie particularly likes dancing, um, and also it makes inviting like it, it just makes inviting Eric all the worse. Um, well, yeah, that's what I mean. That's that's kind of a dick move. Yeah, we're going to have a dance party, so let's you know, yeah, let's invite the kid who can't move, he can't stand up. Yeah, um, and then for no fucking reason whatsoever, like the football team joining. Jocks are all, no, very prone to dancing in public. This, and, and at this point, I'm sorry, like any goodwill that this film had garnered from me, and it had a, it, had, it had got a little bit. Like there's been some stupid shit so far, but but it's it's done all right, I think. Yeah, by and large, it was it was doing okay. And I was like, why is this the worst one of the worst films ever made? And then this happens, and this is just yeah. the dumbest shit I think I've ever seen. The thing is, because it's so fucking pointless, that's the problem. It's dumb as fuck. Okay, so the football team is bad, but then what the fuck? Like, Mac gets up and starts dancing. Like, now, again, nobody's freaked out by the fucking human child-sized bear that suddenly come to life and started dancing on the counter. Despite the fact he's the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. Right? He seems to know the choreographed dance which is yeah. weird because he's from a completely different fucking planet. And maybe also, it's a Macarena, everybody fucking knows it. Like, also, he's in a fucking restaurant, a fucking, whether you like them or not, a world-renowned restaurant as well. How the fuck they let what they think at this point is a fucking wild animal get up and dance on their counter? Well, I'm not being funny. Even if they think it's a, it's a snot-nosed kid in a fucking suit, you still don't let the cunt dance on the fucking counter. No, because you're serving food off that fucking thing. Yeah. Or the cunt's going to fall off and land in a fryer. Well, I mean, like I said, insurance nightmare to begin with anyway, having a fucking dance party in, in McDonald's, which is clearly very fucking crowded. Yeah. Um, but the football team is just the icing on the cake. This, this turns into a fucking village people video. Like everybody. It might as well be. It might as well like, be. It's ridiculous. Um, so it lost a good a lot of goodwill. Then they fucking escape in Eric's wheelchair because of course they do, because that's a whole reason for having the fucking wheelchair as far as I can see, is they can have a chase sequence in it. But again, right, I'm not being funny. He's in a wheelchair, so he's, he's, he's rolling along, and then you've got the feds chasing him. He pulls back to the future, grabs onto the back of the uh, the wagon, gets dragged along. At this point, he gains no ground, despite the fact the vehicle is pulling him. And <laughs> yeah. the feds still keep up with him. Yeah. And then it's, only when, uh, it's only when then they have this uh, moving rescue scene, whereby the van is, is going as fast as the wheelchair, which isn't going to be that fucking fast, let's be honest. But they, they they make a whole effort of dragging him in and dragging the chair in, or so. And at that point, the feds give up. Yeah. Now it's interesting <laughs> you mentioned Back to the Future as well, because I have written here. I I actually detect elements of Back to the Future in the chase score as well. Yes. Like it's definitely played for. There are elements of Back to the Future in that score. Um, and you know, I think this is the point throughout all of the film. We said it's kind of a low grade ET, but this is the most obvious and blatant E.T. ripoff. This is E.T., but extreme in, yeah. you know, 90s style with an X. 
extreme because they're chasing into oncoming traffic in a wheelchair. Yes. So it's extreme ET. It's extreme downhill ET wheelchair escape. That's what it is. Yeah, um, and that'll be in the Olympics next year. But amongst all of that, it does garner a little bit of goodwill back from me because Mac ends up with pants on his head. Yes. Which is never not funny because pants. Exactly. So, it's, you know, and they're great big pants as well. It's funny. That That is funny. Um, I laughed at that. Uh, probably says more about me than anything else. Um, <laughs> But I mean, the, the the real big problem is all of this should have happened like twenty fucking minutes ago. Yeah, this is this is your start of Act Two. This is introducing this the peril. Is exactly, is this peril? He's being chased, and you know they need to go and find his family quickly. Yeah, this, this is the start. Of Act get two, off the not radar. The yeah, um, this is you need to get out of dodge. This is right. Okay, we're now setting up what the rest of the film is going to be. Not yeah. an hour and change in. And okay, even if 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 we are saying it's a hundred minutes long, we're sixty sixty plus minutes in here. Yeah. This should have all happened. This should have happened 20, 25 minutes in tops. But now that it's here again, it's not awful, is it? No, it's not. And that's the most frustrating thing is that when stuff kicks in, it's good. There's just too much dicking around in the middle. Yeah. I mean, it's almost as if they're not confident enough in the story to actually let it play out. So they need these big fucking set pieces, like the Super McDonald's thing and these, these chases that don't do what they need them to do because they're in the wrong place. But if they just kind of if they stop the dicking around and they put they they try to run this, yes, I know it's cliched, but you look at you know, the, the the whole the, the whole um, save the cat formula where by this minute this happens, by this minute this happens, and these are the beats you need to hit. You find your beat points, and you do it. there's a reason that works. And yes, yeah. okay, it's cliched as all hell, and yes, it's, it's formulaic, and you can you can work on what's going on. But if you, if you've got if you've got to put together a film, or you've got to put together, put together a script over a weekend, so you can start prepping the scene you know, or prepping the, the production, you paint by fucking numbers. You get the bastard down on paper so you can get on with it. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've, I've said several times, I think, on this show and, well, on all the shows, actually, I think, like, tropes exist for a reason. Like, yeah. use them. You know, it's like, as long as you're clever in, in implementing them, then just go with it. Well, um, the, thing with, the thing with the tropes and the cliches, if you try and pretend they're not there, that's when they bite you in the arse. If you just take them for what they are and run with them and yeah. make them some you can... Nobody's going to judge you. And, and look, this, this whole movie is a giant fucking trope. It's an E.T. ripoff. So just go yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, it. yeah. Uh, it, it just when we think things are getting good, though, we get some more horrendous fucking commercialism inside the car. You get, oh, he likes this as the can of Coke is slowly passed past, you know, yeah. across the camera. And then here, see if he likes this obvious shot of Skittles coming yeah. across the camera again, held horizontally. Now, what kind a fucking monster opens a packet of Skittles and puts their hand in them horizontally so that the logo faces that way. Oh, fuck. I know. It's ridiculous. What I mean, I, kind of monster does that? I know. There, there's a British sitcom. I can't remember. I might be behaving badly that did it, whereby um, they kept on... They kept, they used, they, the guys were drinking Stella, so they used to tape over the Stella logo. So you'd have a white can with a black square across the very obvious Stella Artois logo. Um, and so to combat that, one of them... Went a hot, he went to Eastern Europe, he came back with a beer mitt. And it was basically, and they did it to take the pit, and it was a very knowing thing. But the only way to drink of it, because the way you held the can, was you you, sort of, you, you made sort of a Jeremy Beadle-type claw with your hands to go around it. <laughs> um, and that was the only way you could do it. So in doing so, you you had to reveal the logo. Yeah. And it's it's almost like they've kind of done that, and they've gone, right, how can we, what, what's the most awkward fucking thing we can do to get this to pay off so they'll pay us money to be on screen? Yeah, it's... It's awful. It's all, whenever they bow to commercialism, which is a lot. 
Yeah. Uh, it's so forced. It's so, and it's because the story isn't there to hide it yes. is the problem. Um, but then, so we've now established somehow miraculously via this chase sequence, which even goes through fucking shopping centers and all sorts. Like it's pretty elaborate and it's, it's not bad. Um, we've now suddenly decided that Mac wants to find his family and go home and everybody's in on the act. So our act two is lasting all of about fucking 10, 15 minutes to be honest. But anyway, um, so they, they get to the desert, they pull off the fucking road. And again, there's just this elaborate and beautiful shot where a pack of horses starts running alongside the car. It looks fucking gorgeous. I must have cost an absolute bomb. Yeah. But why is it there? Like, I, d- I don't know. I don't know whether they, they... If they bought in stock footage, I'd understand. But they've actually gone out and fucking shot that. It looks amazing. It looks beautiful, but it's entirely pointless. And you yeah. Think they were talking about the, the helicopter shot earlier. You wonder how much money they spent on this fucking shot when they didn't need it. It's Yeah, it's mental. Um so we very quickly find Mac's family, though, in a cave, because, of course, they are. Um, we, even though we never saw him get to the cave, mind you. Um, no. We find him in a cave. Uh, and they just arrive at a cave. I mean, shit. <laughs> They're dead. Um, this is yeah. horrible. This is a horrible yeah. moment. Yeah, like, it, it, it is really horrible. And it, it, again, you get it. And I'm, I'm trying to do this from memory now. So Mike and fucking older sister, whose name I can't remember, they go in, don't they, and find Courtney. them. Courtney, they come back out and get a load of coke because obviously that's the fucking you know, the elixir of life. And then yeah, the one they're tonic. Yeah, so they run in with Debbie and they leave Eric outside. Despite the fact Eric is the one who's fucking invested most in the story, but there's an old railway track running into this cave, so there's no fucking way he could have got in. And, and anyway, he physically couldn't have got in there. So they leave him outside. But then the next shot, he's fucking in there with them. Like they I make a point. They make a point of leaving him outside, but then they go inside and start, you no know, drip feeding the uh, the aliens coke, and then he's in the back of the shop. Didn't even notice that, but you How are the dead. Fuck did he even get in there? You are dead right that at this point, as soon as the chase starts, for some reason Eric is no longer our main character, and Michael no. is. Michael's now our hero. Um, Mike's the one who's going to get laid at the end of the film because uh, he got two legs and he can walk upright. Well, yeah, uh, he's a classic hero. Maybe I'm being unfair and <laughs> or cynical, but that's certainly how it reads. Yeah. Um, so I mean, but oh, I mean, thank God the dad's ears move, so it's okay. Yeah. Because this was some pretty fucking harrowing shit for a couple of minutes. I'm not gonna lie. Like we, we said all along that these fucking comic relief videos were, were pretty grim, but this is horrible when you think they're actually dead. Yeah. I'm like, what what the fuck? We were having hijinks in the chase sequence like well, thirty seconds is, ago. But I tell you now what it is, right? It's, family's it's, it's, dead. I tell you what it is, and it's unexpected, right? It's it's fucking drama. Mac goes oh. in there. He's too late. He can't save them. He's found them, but he's too late. Do you know? In order for that to work, though, do you know what we need? To Emotional fuck. fucking investment is what we need. <laughs> Um, but in fairness, I think Mac's family are the only ones that I've been emotionally invested with throughout the whole film, and that's why it works. Like, oh my god, these poor motherfuckers. Yeah, they've they've been you no know, displaced from their homes and they're gonna die because of it. And yeah, nobody's, nobody seems to give a fuck. What's their story? That's the real fucking story here. Um Well yeah, they, but, what what were they on their own planet? Why were they out 
roaming a field of rocks when they happen to get sucked into a. I get the impression they're, 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 they're pretty. I get the impression they're pretty fucking simple, even on their own planet. Like I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I mean, but again, because we don't see anybody else from their planet, so there's no way of knowing that. But then, come the end, they seem relatively normal. One of them can even drive. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that when we get to it. Yeah, we will. Um, so, <laughs> of course, Coke brings them back around because Coke's wonderful. Um, these fucking aliens seem to survive purely on sugar. How are they uh, not th- fat as fuck? This is my sort of fucking diet. This is the reason I'm diabetic. This is why I have syrup for blood, because I used to live on fucking Coke. Now I live on Diet Coke, and now I have other issues. But, you know, it's this is my fucking ideal. You live on sugar. Yeah. I mean, they, oh. they literally do. They thrive on sugar. Um, they come around, and there's a round of introductions, which, okay, fair enough. But And I know this script was written in a weekend, but Debbie introduces herself as, Hi, I'm Debbie. I live next door. Next door to next what? Door to fucking what? Yeah. Next door to fucking 7-Eleven? Next door to the moon? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? There's zero the fucking next, context. She lives in the next crater over. It, there is zero context here. I know as an audience we're going, oh, yeah, she's next door neighbor to Eric. But the family have just fucking met Eric. They don't know who the fuck he is. And let's like, be fair, they were dead 30 seconds ago. They don't give a fuck anyway. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember thinking, I remember I looked at Tori when, when she said that. And I just sort of rolled my eyes. And so, because we don't, when we're do, watching stuff, when I'm watching stuff for this, this show, um, I don't generally have company. Um, they're generally not family friendly or if they are they're that bad that I don't want to subject anybody to them but it was Sunday afternoon the kids were doing my fucking sweetie and I said you know what I'm going to put a film on if you want to watch it watch it and shut up sit down and shut up and watch it if you don't fuck off upstairs so I can watch it Um, and to be fair they all the the, the two of them and Tori sat there but I remember every now and again I just just get a little knowing looks and say you know this film is bad right and I was like yeah that's the fucking point that's why I'm watching it yeah, but it was just one of those, and it was just a definite eye rolls. Oh fuck, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's it's terrible. It, it's quite possibly the worst line in the film, and that's saying yeah. something. That is saying yeah. something. Um, so we just there's some weird shit goes on with the fucking hand signal again, which we yeah. don't ever. It's never fucking explained. Well, that's um, apparent, seemingly that's how they turn on their telepathy. It's like the, like a dead man switch. They've got to press something down to, for it to activate. Yeah, it, it's never properly. Explain yeah. and then same as everything for, else in this fucking film. For some completely unknown reason, the aliens decided to somehow get everyone to understand that what they really want out of all of this isn't to go home, it's to go to a fucking gas station. Um, because well, yeah, they end everyone, up everyone at a gas station. Yeah. Um, now, how is the girl not freaked the fuck out the second the alien takes her drink? Well, yeah, uh, I know. Again, but not only that, right? it smashes the window of the of the van to then reach out with an extendable go-go gadget arm and steal her drink. Yeah, how so, is she sorry, not? This is all kinds out. of fucked up. Why in the hell would you not scream the shit and drive off? Yeah, it makes no fucking sense. But then, whatsoever. you know, we shouldn't be surprised by that now because we're about seventy-five minutes and change in. Um, everyone is now awake. Max reunited with his family. Yeah. Um, what the fuck does anyone want? What do these aliens want? Jerky, like, I think. Presumably. Well, no, whatever the fuck they were. They, they were in for gas and snacks. And they, so one was paying for gas and the other one was getting snacks yeah. to call somebody, I think. But but what do they yeah, want? What else are we going to do? Where is this going? Yeah. What, what are we going to do with this van full of aliens we've got? Yeah, like surely the move you now take is... back that... to Mexico? <laughs> well, yeah, this is surely this is the move, isn't it? Now is get them home. But yeah. nobody's actually said that's what's happening. Or um, ask, or ask where home is or what the fuck they... No, anything. 
It's just, oh, again, well, we're just going to drive around all night. And again, like, this really should be the start of Act 3 now. But yeah. we're, like, we're pretty much done with the film. Um, yeah. What, so, 10 minutes out at this point? Yeah. So they go in the supermarket. There's some dicking around in the supermarket. And they're instantly treated as a threat because America... Um, yeah. so, they don't look like me, they must be dangerous And one of them's in a wheelchair So yeah. the other one's possibly native So fucking hell you know, There's only one of them works in McDonald's And one of them's definitely white, so they're in trouble um, <laughs> So They go into a supermarket And I, you just assume that you know, oh, I know there's a bit of trouble And then the feds show up and stuff as well But you assume it's going to be more kind of hijinks Well yeah, yeah I, I said to you on Sunday After I watched it this is like the fucking blueprint the FBI used for solving Waco. It's unfucking believable. It go. They, I mean, you know, we we talk. We did Killer Clowns last on this podcast, and we were talking about the the scene in the in the pharmacy there and how it's yes. it's funny because the clowns are just dicking around in the pharmacy and stealing yeah. shit, and that's that's kind of what I was expecting out of this. But yeah, because they're in character at that point, and they're they're doing yeah. stuff that's 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 you no know, conducive to their characters. Here, the guy's just shambling along like a guy with fucking Alzheimer's who's left the home and doesn't really know where he is. But but at least, you know, you, you think, like, oh, he's going to knock some stuff over, he's going to yeah. trip up, again, not really understand what payment is, maybe. I don't yeah. know. But you're expecting that hijinks will ensue. Instead, yeah. it goes from naught to 100 in a millisecond. Like, it, it, just, this situation escalates... At a it, ridiculous pace, it does, and it, it it did it did make me laugh a little bit in a way it really shouldn't have. Because with everything that's going on both in America and here at the moment, in in terms of your your race riots and your uh, and sort of Black Lives Matter and all that sort of stuff, you've got the the white kid puts himself between the authority figure who is armed and the clearly retarded alien, which is you know, a nice metaphor for anything that isn't you no know, white middle class. Puts himself in the way, tries to calm it down, and immediately gets put in a fucking headlock and dragged away because clearly he's mental for trying to help people and trying to defuse the situation. And and of course, how do you defuse what they think at this point is some sort of weird fucked up hostage situation? Well, yeah, you start shooting. Of course you do. But not only that, right? Blow up the entire fucking gas station. The the security guard, or be a sheriff or wherever the fuck he is, in taking Michael out and getting away from the situation, instead of if he thinks he's a hostage, you don't put yourself behind him, put your hand around his neck and drag him away, using him as a fucking human shield. No. You put yourself between you, you, you drag him out and you put yourself in the way. Yeah. If he's, a th- if he's a threat, if you think he's involved, then you put yourself between him and the, the, the alien with a gun. But they didn't know what the fuck was going on. They made no effort to find out what was going on. They just saw some dopey twat holding a gun by the wrong fucking end, clearly not going to shoot any cunt because he doesn't know what he's doing. He didn't even know how to fucking hold it. Probably hasn't got a th- opposable thumbs because he's an alien. But no, we'll just fucking you know, America up and, and stop pointing guns at shit. And blow up the fucking <laughs> gas station. Like, like I said, this is the template for Waco. I'm fucking sure it is. Yeah, but in amongst all of this, and maybe I missed it because I was laughing too fucking hard because I was I was literally, like, I was practically falling off the sofa laughing when the gas station blew up. Like, yeah. it just escalated so fucking quickly and came yeah. out of nowhere. Um, like just absolutely pissing myself laughing. I seem to have missed the fact that Eric interjected and somehow got fucking shot. Well, Eric, they were they were behind the cop, the door of the cop car, and the cop says, "No, no, you stay here. We've got this handled." Obviously, first sign of no, you fucking don't. So then one of them runs off. It might have been Mac. It might have been one of the others, but runs off, and Eric goes off in pursuit. Now, in the version I saw, which is the version most of the world saw, I think, 
you don't really see what happens. You see that you know, there's some, some stuff going on around, there's some random shooting going on, and then you get the explosion and you see um, the, and then you see Eric on the ground. In the yes, Japanese no, that's version, that's what I saw. Yeah, in the Japanese version, you see the bullet, you see him. No, there's a shot, and he goes down. Right now, that would have I would have felt much better about that, yeah. and that would have been much more sense because my next few notes are. I mean, this shows how confused I am. Um, so there's a big explosion, and somehow Eric is suddenly unconscious, but somehow still sat upright in his chair, even though he's unconscious. And he is not visibly. He's got a very solid core. That's why he's not visibly burned in any fashion whatsoever. Yes. Like not even scorched. Um, and then next thing you know, he's fucking dead. Like everybody's around him, going, "He's gone," but still yeah. not visibly shot or burned in yeah, any way. Anything. There's no. There's nothing has happened to him. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame, really, that he's dead because they've blown up all the magic coke. So. <laughs> Maybe if they'd have thought of that before they started shooting and saved a couple of tins of coke, then yeah. maybe this wouldn't be a problem. You know, just yeah. saying. But but it's okay because the magic aliens can also heal shit. Well, probably um, because they've drunk so much fucking magic coke, they're just again, kind of expelling where, it back into the universe. Yeah, but where the fuck has that come from in this movie? Yeah, I mean, it's a good job those aliens are there with their magic fucking yeah. triangle hand gestures. It's, it's a good job it's those aliens and not I don't know the fucking xenomorph. Yeah, I mean, we've but seen absolutely we nothing of these magic powers until yeah. now, save for Mac mm-hmm. making the fucking car move by touching it with his finger. Yeah, even if we'd seen Mac do something remotely fucking impressive, we might thought, okay, well, as a race, they maybe have some sort of powers. They have some sort of abilities. But we've had none of that. We've not seen any of this shit. So I mean, why, no, when fucking... where the fuck does this come from? All of a sudden, he's dead on the ground. Oh, I'm going to lay hands like fucking Jesus. Ugh. I mean, and, and again, it's an easy fix. When fucking Debbie Hauntus is sat in her fucking teepee with her animal friends at the start, yeah, just have one of them die and Mac bring it back. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Easy fix, right? But no, uh, just out of thin air because it suits them, all of a sudden they're magic aliens who can bring... And as you said back at the start as well, apparently they can cure death, but not whatever it is that put Eric in the wheelchair. Yeah. You know, I mean, at, at this point, you say he's he's dead. He's he's gone. He's, he's gone. He's... They've they've so, written him off like yeah, he's gone. So, so at this point, you think, well, okay, well, if you're restoring his body, are you restoring it to what it was before he died, or do you think, right, okay, well, we have no, we can rebuild, regenerate, whatever the fuck you want to call it. We can fix the motherfucker. So let's go all out and get him. Oh, okay, I know they couldn't because the the actor had spina bifida, and, that, and that's why he couldn't now make him walk. But surely, no. But again, because there's no, there's no backstory to it, we don't know why he's in a wheelchair. We don't know. We've not seen him struggle with it or anything else. So we don't know if he's been in it since he was born, if he's been in it for two weeks because you're hit by a fucking bus. We don't know any of this shit. So again, it doesn't mean anything. No, means nothing whatsoever. And this ending means nothing whatsoever because there's been no fucking plot throughout the film. Yeah. Like- now, I, I've read, reading what I have about it today, um, the end, apparently is let's see where is it so they help the other three aliens uh max files steals a gun for security guard police fire shootout blah 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 uh um uh mac and his family use their powers to bring eric back to life which we didn't know they had for saving eric's life mac and his family are granted american citizenship well that's implied we got that because they're all in the fucking courthouse so i understand that but again why uh yeah uh, there's nothing explained here. How and like all of a sudden, these these fucking aliens who look like boglins um, are dressed up in suits, which are fucking terrifying. Yes. 
And like, animals they, and people cause freak me out. You put aliens and people cause fucking hell. It's fucking terrifying. And they just stood in this fucking courthouse. Now, technically, they aren't legal citizens. No, because you have to cite the Pledge of Allegiance. Yes, and they don't fucking do it. No. <laughs> I, I, was, was, I was thinking that when I was watching it. And a, a friend of mine is German and she, um, she, she became British citizen and she had to recite some oath to the Queen. Uh, and I was thinking about her. Is that like, uh, I will not kill Jews or some shit, is that? Um, I, I don't know what it was. I think it was now be loyal to inbred fucking German Greeks or whatever. I don't know. Um, but yeah, and I, I, was, I was thinking of her because she always, she always goes on about the fact that no, she had to swear allegiance to the Queen, whereas the rest of us just you now were born here. And I was thinking about thinking they can't be citizens because they're not swearing the oath. They're not doing the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, it, that's it's how impossible. my brain works, unfortunately. Uh, it's, it's, it's fucking impossible. They they are not American citizens at this point. Um, I, that just blew my mind. I didn't realise you had to swear allegiance to the Queen. Um, to, to become a British citizen, yeah. I guess it makes sense, but I just I, I, I completely disassociate the Queen from any kind of ruling of this country whatsoever. Like, she's or a non-entity. Relevance. Yeah, any, yeah. any fucking relevance, to be honest. Yeah, she's a complete non-entity to me, so you know, I just find that bizarre. Um, uh, yeah, but then, not only that, they, they don't recite the Pledge of Allegiance, but they made American citizens anyway, because that's what's, what's implied. Some cunt gives him a driving license as well. <laughs> yeah, with no fucking test whatsoever. And Max already shown how bad a fucking driver he is in that little yeah. electric car. No, so be, judging I, on his fucking performance. Again, you can go down the route and say, well, no, it's it's a couple of months later, whatever else. No. Just give us something to indicate there's a passage of time. This isn't the next fucking day. And then we can buy he might have no, he might have learned to drive or something. Yeah. But no, we absolutely fucking nothing. We just get Oh, they're reviving. Yeah, let's make them American citizens and everything's all well with the world. Yeah, I mean, if that's all it takes, really, is just save a little cripple boy, then... Sign me up. Yeah. Um, And then... So uh, you you chuck one in the lake and I'll fish him out. There you go. We just Right, where's the nearest person in a wheelchair? Do we know anyone? Oh, we'd have to be in America. Yeah, do we actually want to be American citizens? I don't think so. So, Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um... (laughs) We don't need to go saving any cripples. It's fine. We can leave them brown. Um, <laughs> Save the effort. I don't want to get my shoes dirty. Yeah. Um, plus, I don't want to waste all that coke, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm sharing the fucking stuff. So um, Over the um, lockdown, um, one of the kids was doing um, space as one of their topics. And one of the things was to make a Mentos and Coke rocket. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not wasting a bottle of coke. Does that actually work? Yes, it does. Wow. So okay. you, you need to drink about a third of the bottle. You get two litre bottle. You drink about a third of it. Tape the Mentos on the inside, um, to, with the open on the side, so you just put a strip of tape over the top of the top and hold them. Stick a cork in rather than screwing the cap back on. Right. Then turn it upside down and leave it to all mix. And then the, they, they react and it builds up CO2. And because you've, you've only got a finite amount, it pops the cork and shoots up in the air. Pretty sure this isn't something safe to be teaching children, but yeah, there you go. As our, as, our wonderful as as education do, system. As long as you don't do what I was going to do and do it in the back garden where the trend of things going to come down, A, on my car, or B, in the middle of Bastard Road. Uh, I don't think anywhere is safe to do this unless you're in like an incredibly remote area. And even then, you're but still going to have someone's fucking eye out. Yeah, well, so, there's, there's fields of shit down the bottom of the road, so I could have gone down there, but I couldn't be asked. You, could, you could kill a fucking cow or something. like. Yeah, free dinner. Uh, yeah, it's bad. It's bad, bad, bad. <laughs> um, you're teaching kids how to make missiles, essentially. This is not... <laughs> You know, this is true. This is very true. Not um, a good idea. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> j- j- we're way off topic again. Not like a um, to bring this back around. Like yeah, they give they give this twat a driving license, and then for some inexplicable reason, as they're driving down the fucking freeway, 
they turn to look at the fucking camera and we get yeah. a speech bubble. Yes, we do. And they says, say, we'll be back. in the speech bubble, we'll be back. Okay, now, at no point has a speech bubble been used as a mechanic in this fucking story. So, Never. don't know where that's come from all of a sudden. And also, if they did have a speech bubble, surely they would be speaking in whatever fucking language they speak and not English. Yes. Could they yeah. not have just gone with Mac and the Max or whatever will be back on screen? Like, yeah, I mean, that's, again, that's the mechanic, you know? yeah, the, the, mecha- the mechanic was shit, and they were planning a sequel. Um, and even as far as 2017, the producer, um, RJ Louis, spoke of um, uh, he, he's still up for doing one. He said there's enough public interest because it became such a cult classic. Um, he's trying to convince. Um, He's trying to convince somebody to, to put some money into it to make, to make a sequel. Um, but yeah, I mean, given the fact that it has a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, that's how fucking bad it is. I mean, the problem is, is if you tried to sequelize it now, they would try and make it bad. They would go yeah. for irony. And if you What's go it? for that, it doesn't work. This is only entertaining. And believe me, this was entertaining. Um, because it's so shit. But yeah, because it's it's... It's so unintentionally bad. I mean, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we talked about Rubbo was one of the very first ones we did, and that was an intentionally bad movie. It picked up all the tropes. It picked up all the fucking. It, it, it was a very stinging pastiche that a lot of people didn't recognize and just went, it's about a fucking tire. Yeah. That's shit. And films that go out of their way to try and be bad, you, you either have to be very clever and do it in a very, um, a very knowing way, or you set out to make the best fucking film you can make, and it just happens to be horseshit. But people like the fact you've tried, like this one. But I yeah. don't, I don't, I mean, certain, a sequel wouldn't work now. I mean, we're 30 years later and it's just, no. uh, you could the still original, do it, but the original, original, you, I, you, I, would, you wouldn't have the same effect because if you could, I say, you would you try, you'd either try to make it intentionally bad, in which case it would be hollow, it mm. wouldn't have the same impact because people would look at it and say, well, they've just done that for effect or they've just done that to, to make it more like the first one. They've not set out to make a film. Or you set out to make a, a decent film, but you, you because of the because you're making a, a straight film or a serious film, no production house is going to go. Yeah, okay, we'll just you know aim to make a film that tanks and hope hopefully it'll make some money in about thirty years time. Nobody's going to do that. Nobody's going to allow you to do that. So you you'd never get the same product. Um, and I think that's half the charm of this is the fact that it doesn't set out to be bad. It just isn't executed very well. Well, I think it's executed very well. It's just got no substance whatsoever. I think it's well directed, and I don't think any of the performances are particularly awful. They're not. None of them are great. Uh, you, you, say, you say that um, the performances are, f- are fine, and the um, certainly the kids were. Um, three of them were nominated for um, uh, youth in film awards, the youth awards, yeah, um, yeah. in nineteen eighty nine. So they, they were recognised quite well. Um, the film was nominated for best family motion picture. Um, in 1989 as well, but it was also nominated for four Razzies: worst new star, won by Ronald McDonald, and okay. worst worst director, won by Stuart Raffle. I don't think that's fair at all. I think that's really harsh. Worst screenplay think... go for, which you nominated for. Oh, definitely, because um, there fucking isn't one. Yeah, um, but, but I think as a director, worst screenplay as well. As a director, he works well with what's on the page. He works fucking wonders with what he's got. You know, we talk about this a lot on Game of Moans as well. I was sometimes over there. Um, when you get a really good director on an episode, they can elevate what is otherwise a mediocre script. And, yes. you know, this guy hasn't got a mediocre script to work with. He's got no fucking script. Yeah, he's so, got nothing whatsoever to work with, unfortunately. To, and, like, yes, there's there's nothing here that hangs together, but certainly that first act, all fucking 70-odd minutes of it or whatever it is, 
<laughs> like there's some cat and mouse stuff in there and some suspense in there that works really well. And like I said, with a different score and a different script, I think there's a half decent fucking comedy horror in there. Um, yeah, well, let's tell me, you could, with the footage they put in the final cut, I don't know what they left on the floor, I don't know what they had uh, that wasn't used, but with, just with the footage that, that was in the final film, you rescore it and you, you cut it in such a way as you, you shorten some of the shots, you, you, know, you build up the attention. You've got a decent short horror here as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. There's, there is there is something here, and that I think that's what gives it that cult status, is, is as we said, it's the fact that it's unintentionally bad. Like there's clearly moments here that are good. You know, it's not it's not even killer clowns, which you know is is brilliant, but is also to an to an extent intentionally bad. That knows what it is. Yes. You know, the title says it all. It knows exactly what it is. This honestly thinks it's gonna be like a bargain basement ET. Yeah, this, and this, this is going to be this is going to make some money. This is going to do some bank. It's going to do some serious business, and everybody's going to go, go off to bigger and better things. And, and look, that was a business model in the eighties, especially the straight to video market. Every yeah. and to be honest, even through the early nineties, every big budget blockbuster had its fucking B grade rip off cousin that went yeah, straight yes. to the video shop. You know, um, that was a thing that happened. You know, you had Robot Cop and things like that. It's just yeah. it, these films were out there, so there's no reason why this shouldn't have worked and to be fair i don't know i haven't checked it but it probably did turn a profit this is probably in the black so no well it, it probably is now i mean domestically it took six and a half million so it made about half its money back but it i mean it did have international sales so i mean in japan um or some of the, uh, the japanese cut where eric actually you see eric get shot so it had a release there it had a release in hong kong it did some markets not all of them so i mean it would have made some bank back from the box office and then it has, as I say, it's become a, a bit of a cult film. You know, your, your grandparents rented it for you every fucking week. You know, people know this. I mean, I've, I've had some stuff on Facebook um, through our Facebook page about when we said we we're doing this this, uh, this movie. People said, oh, I used to love this film when I was a kid. Oh, my missus was talking about this the other day. She, she wants to track it down and watch it. I said, no, people do love this film. So there, there is enough, there is enough call for it and clamor for it where you'd say, actually, you know what? It probably did make a bit of money, you know, after the fact, and you know, to a point where now thirty years later, it may well have broken even, but it probably you know it certainly wouldn't have made a shit ton of money just because it did so badly first time around. Yeah, I mean, for people to reach out to us when we're doing this and say, actually, I really like that film, um, that's something I don't think that's happened on this podcast before. We've had plenty of suggestions for films that people don't like. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, that's probably more our fault because we don't tend to tell people what we're doing before the event before I've, we record. I've, I've started trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, we we I mean, you put a, um, you put something up on what uh, whatever day it was two days ago. So what day we today Tuesday? So you put something over the weekend saying, "No, this is what we're doing next." And um, uh, Jamie De Williams came on and said, "My missus loves this film." So I've asked him you know, what she liked about it. I said, no, "Let us know what you like, what it was. Maybe we'll give you a shout out if you tell us her name." Didn't tell me her fucking name, so I can't give her a shout out. Sorry about that, Mrs. Williams, but blame your husband. Um, but yeah, um, apparently that she she was she liked the character design. She thought no, it was a, a cute version of ET. Um, no kind for taste. Wow. Um, likes likes the fact that when when he's got a cold and he has a drink, it makes him better. The whole dancing and McDonald's thing we've talked about, um, and then the 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 wheelchair thing came up from Paul Rudd's take on it more recently. So the, people people do have an affinity for this film. No, people do remember bits about this film, um, and it's it's unfortunate I think that it comes into that category category of being you know, regarded as one of the worst films ever because we've watched some some worst films for this show and I've. We've certainly seen some stinkers that we haven't done on this show yet, which are way worse because oh, they yeah. take themselves so seriously. 
is, is definitely worse than this. But just incidentally um, to that guy, thanks for getting in touch. And um, yeah, if if your wife likes the character design and finds it cute, I mean, next anniversary, just track her down a boglin. You'll blow her <laughs> fucking mind. Seriously. <laughs> just get her a boglin. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I can totally understand how, particularly if you were the right age to say, I watched it all the time as a kid and I can't say I liked it. I think in all honesty, I knew even then it was, it was shit and it was, you know, the, the cut rate ET and it was, it was like I said, any film was better than no film, but I was always a lot more excited if my nan came home with fucking Rocky four or the karate kid or something. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. was never like go-to choice. Um, but as a kid, I don't remember it. Like I knew it was, it was kind of bad, and I was always a bit disappointed when I had it. But it was never horrendous. And I mean, it's interesting. What what did your kids think of it? You said they they laughed at it and stuff. Like uh, it... N- number two thought it was amazing, but number two thinks everything's amazing as long as we let him watch the TV. Um, could obviously we never let him watch TV. It's always not the news and shit like that. He never gets to watch anything he wants. Um, but yeah, he was you know, he was amazed by it. Number one, slightly less enamoured, but she's in that sort of you know, weird phase where if it ain't Barbie or ain't Lego Friends or something she wants to watch, she'll sit there and protest and whinge about it. Yeah. Um, but you know, while it was on and she was you know, she was she was engaged and she was watching it and she was laughing. And it was only when it finished she was like, oh, I didn't want to watch that. Um, but yeah, you know, they they were quite you know, quite happy with it for the most part. So this See, is on the other hand not as much. And that's the thing, like, it's easy for us two fucking grown-ass men here, you know, one of us rapidly approaching middle age, well, both of us rapidly <laughs> approaching middle age, one of us more so than the other. It's easy for us to sit here and judge this and go, yeah, yeah it's fucking rubbish, but you know what? <laughs> kids kids don't care that there's no plot. Kids just want to see the cute alien drinking coke yeah, yeah. and dancing. And, and... They, they, they want to see the slapstick. They want to see the pratfalls and the shit like that. They don't they don't give a fuck. That, no, it makes no fucking sense whatsoever. No. So, look, it's it's not a good film. It's objectively <laughs> bad, but there's something, there is something charming about it, clearly, to the point where people have responded to it. And I even think, like, this worst film ever monica that it's got and the fact that it's got a zero percent rating i think there's a certain amount of that that's done tongue-in-cheek as well um I, I don't think too many people genuinely think it is the worst film ever made um i think it's just it's it's funny to call it that there, there is an element of tongue-in-cheek to it you know things like the paul rudd thing with the, because it opens itself up to that with the wheelchair going off the cliff and the fucking dance party yeah. in mcdonald's yeah. you know um i yeah, know yeah, i've definitely. definitely seen worse films um, oh, definitely. I mean, we've seen worse. We've seen worse in the course of this show, which is what a year and change. Look, this is um, better than fucking Battlefield Earth. I'll tell you that for nothing. This so. is true. The, the not funny syphilis is better than Battlefield Earth. Yeah, but, totally. Um, I mean, in all fairness, this guy as well to the director, um, Stuart Raffle. He he's gone on to do some stuff, and he he's, hey, he's, he did he's a lot. I, mean, I was going to say he wrote he wrote Passenger Fifty Seven. He didn't direct, but he wrote it. Um, no, oh, he's got some credits, and if you look, if you look at his wiki page, there's quite a, quite a lot of um, quite a lot of award nominations and wins as well. No, they're, no, they're not massive; they're not Oscars and shit like that. But a win, a, a wins a win. Anybody recognizing your work as being worthwhile, it's a, it's a good thing. Um, so no, the motherfucker's done some work, and you know he's he's got himself out there, and you know he hasn't let the fact that he's you know, credited with what's allegedly one of the worst films ever made. He hasn't let that hold him back. You know, and fair play to him. You know? he's, he went in, he did a job, he did the job he was paid to do. When let's be fair. If if the if the quote from him is, is is accurate, he went into a nothing project and pulled something out of his ass yeah. when there wasn't anything there to make. So no fair play to him, more power to him. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's it's very much and, and you can tell from the story you just said there, it's 
it's a job this film you know it's a gig you know if if you're not working you're not making money so these things happen um and it would have been very easy for him to have come in and done a way worse job than he's done on this when it's just a gig but as i say i i don't think he did i think the actual the stab that he had at it writing aside um i think is fairly decent yeah i I think so i mean i mean we've kind of of summed up without without getting to it but i mean yeah, it's this is not the worst film in the world by any means. And I'll ask you no. a question, but I think you've already answered it. Is this film better than Super Mario Brothers? Uh no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Hang on now. I retract a lot of what I said there. <laughs> subjectively not a good film. Um it this makes fucking Mario Brothers look like the Godfather part two. Like this <laughs> Well, this is this is the thing. I mean the where we're hamstringing this as much as we compared to Mario, that's the premise of the show, and that's fine. Mario gets a lot of flack he doesn't deserve. And I think this does as well, but this is not on the same level. Um, but yeah, so I, I agree. No, this, this, isn't, this isn't better than Mario. And, you know, given the, the choice, I would watch Mario over this any day. But I certainly don't think it lives up to that moniker of being you know, one of the worst films ever made. You look at some of the shit we've watched, and we, you know, we've done Battlefield Earth as a, as a very early go. We did Batman and Robin, um, which I would say this is probably more entertaining than as well. Um, and you look and you think, okay, well, fair enough. There, no, it's not the best film. Well, technically, it's pretty iffy. Story-wise, it's non-existent. Um, but you know what? No, it, it's entertaining. And as you said, it, it is, it's a family film. It's a kid's film. And kids don't care if it's technically brilliant. Kids don't care if it, the story is watertight and you know you, there aren't holes you can drive a bus through. Kids care if it makes them laugh or it makes them think something or it makes them feel something. They just want you know, an hour and a half, two hours of release from you know, normal life because it's a bit of escapism for them. So I think you know, from that extent, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. And I think you've yeah. got credit for that. Yeah, I mean, look, Mac ends up with a pair of pants on his head. That's kid's soul right there. Yes. That's me soul right there. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. Enough said, really. Yeah. Um, look, it's, it's a total fucking mess of a movie. No two ways about it, right? But it's well made. It looks more expensive than it is Mac aside. Yeah. Um, it's just that there is. Oh, I think I think Mac was better than the uh, the the adult aliens. To be fair, I don't know. I think the dad's not too bad. He looks retarded, but I mean, he, he you know, he he's got the performance of him is pretty good as well. Like he's got a way of walking. He's got a gait to him. Hmm. It, Mac just looks quite wooden, but you know, it's it's well made. As I say, it looks more expensive than it is. There's no, there's just no fucking plot, is there? That's the problem. And, yeah, and the product the placement problem. is horrendous to the point of absolute comedy. You know, it's less of a film and more of an advert in places. Um, yeah. I mean, but, first, even fucking Morgan Spurlock has uh, said it's, uh, it, it's, it's a, a terrible example of, um, of, of product placement. Now, this yeah. is the guy who did fucking supersize me. Yeah. I mean, for all that, though, it's got its moments, I think. Yeah. It entertained me. And I think that, no, that's what I did. That's what I look for. From... From the point of view of a filmmaker and a pseudo academic, and people know somebody who's studied film and somebody who's made film, yes, I'm looking for technicalities. Yes, I'm looking for things that aren't necessarily there. But as a a fan of film, as a viewer of films, I want to be entertained. Yeah, and I can't say that I can't say that this didn't entertain me. No, I I would agree. I again, you know, I say this quite a lot, but we watch a lot of things across the shows that we do, and yeah. sometimes it's a real fucking slog. Um, and actually, last week I was I was struggling to find time to watch everything that I needed to. I was actually starting to get a little bit stressed about it. So uh, I'm lucky enough that in my job I have flexi time. So I I took a couple of hours flexi specifically to watch this, 
And had it been bad and had it been a slog, I would have been really fucking annoyed that I was yes. wasting flexi on this. Um, but I wasn't. It entertained me. I enjoyed that, that fucking 80 odd minutes or whatever it was. Um, yeah. I did. And that, that's the best, best sort of recommendation I can give it. I enjoyed it for 80 minutes. Whether yeah. whether it's good or bad or indifferent, you know, we we say all the time on on this show, you know, making films is fucking hard, and yeah. I don't believe anybody sets out to make a bad film, and no. I don't certainly don't set out to shit in anybody's mouth, and I think the best compliment I can give this is that it entertained me, and that's yeah. fucking fine. Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, you don't, you so don't need to win was. a fucking Oscar. Yeah, that's right. So, so yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Um, Obviously, as always, um, if you have thoughts on, on this film, be they good, bad, let us know, um, as uh, Jamie De Niro Williams uh, did. Um, yeah, get in touch via Facebook with the Double Down Podcast Network, uh, on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. Uh, you can go to our website, ddpodcast.net. Uh, you can leave comments through there. You can find our other shows, uh, previous episodes of this show as well, so check those out. Uh, wherever you get your podcast from, be that iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Blueberry, wherever um leave us a review um subscribe like whatever whatever you can do help us out the more the more input we get the better we can make these shows and obviously the uh, the, the more likely you are to like them and listen again uh but until next time see you later